Hi there, baddies. Welcome back to another short erotic sex story written and told by Lala's Bedtime Tales. Your favorite erotic storytelling host is dropping in with a few announcements you don't want to miss. Do you ever wonder why women love spicy, smutty, or erotic romance? If so, then I'm spilling all the tea. Reserve your seat for Thursday, January 26th for the beginner's guide to spicy romance reads. It's a 90-minute online workshop that takes you on a spicy romance 101 crash course. You will learn all the sexy details about why spicy romance is a powerful sexual wellness tool and discover the best beginner reads to ease you into the saucy genre. You'll also receive guides, my erotic stories ebook anthology, and so much more. Check out the show notes for the link to save your spot today. As always, I ask that you please show me some love by giving the podcast a five-star rating and review. As an erotic writer and storyteller, I am always interested in feedback and knowing your thoughts on the stories I share with you all. Do you love Lala's Bedtime Tales Erotic Stories podcast, but want more? Then join the Lala's Bedtime Tales Patreon community. It's been revamped and I have varying tiers that offer something for all of my fave people. If you want early access and ad-free and announcement-free podcast episodes, behind the scenes of my writing process, a shout out on the podcast, voting rights of what stories deserve a continuation, video tellings of your favorite stories, are a first look at my new work, and that's just a few of the perks I'm offering. There's so many more. So, if you want more of Lala, you enjoy smutty, erotic content, and all things sexy, then check out the show notes to join my Patreon community. There's varying levels to my tiers that will help you get the daily dose of sexy that you want in your life. Also, if you love my erotic stories but would love sex advice, dating tips, and sexual health info, then be sure to follow me on Instagram at Lala's Bedtime Tells. Lastly, be sure to subscribe to my podcast so you'll be alerted whenever there's a new sexy audio erotic tale for you to listen to for your pleasure. Keep listening because part two of this hot erotic story will take you on an even wilder ride. This is where shit gets hella, hella kinky and the sex is straight fire. <laughs> Enjoy besties. It's time for Lala's Bedtime Tales. Grab your wine, dim the lights, and get ready to listen to an oh-so-sexy bedtime story. I'm Lala, and I want to tell you an erotic story guaranteed to turn you on and get you hot and bothered. So, listen up. Attention, attention, I wanted to drop in with two really quick messages about this episode. First, 
This is the second part of a two-part story. So if you haven't listened to part one of Dazzled by the Devil, I encourage you to do so. Otherwise, listening to this part first will leave you hella, hella confused. Second, your mental health is super important to me and I don't want to trigger anyone. Shit gets even more intense in the second part of this dark bully mafia romance erotic story. It deals with the following topics. Bondage, discipline, sadism, and masochism, also known as BDSM, dubious consent, or dubcon. So, viewer discretion is advised. Hey there, gorgeous. Welcome back for part two of this dark, bully, mafia romance. This is the part where the sex gets kinky. So, You might want to have your fave vibrator fully charged or your hookup or partner on standby because it will leave you dripping wet. We left off with Ethan and Alana on their way home to consummate the marriage. Will Alana survive her marriage and new role as the wife of the Greek mafia boss? Hell, will she even survive her first time being fucked by the lethal lunatic? Let's find out what Ethan has in store for his little hellcat of a wife. Listen up. Crotchless. Scraps of lace. Tiny strings. Sheer robes. I wanted to scream at the top of my lungs as I scrounged around in my designer duffel bag trying to find an oversized worn band tee or my comfy ratty flannel pajamas. Hell, an actual pair of panties. But the clothing in my overnight bag were the contents out of a fucking agent provocateur catalog. My fucking sister-in-laws were total bitches. One of them was assigned to pack me an overnight bag until all of my belongings made it to the godfather of the night's Rittenhouse Square Fortress. I knew I should have burned all this skimpy lingerie from my bridal shower. I slowed my breathing, trying not to panic, as I figured out how best to join my husband in the bedroom. He had given me 20 minutes of reprieve to shower, brush my teeth, and to clean off the blood, sweat, and tears from the trauma of the day. Even though the scorching hot shower relaxed my body, it did nothing to wipe the memories of Nolan's ear-piercing screams of pain from my mind. I had never seen anything so horrible in my life. I will have nightmares for decades and never be able to look poor Nolan in the face again. I rubbed at my temples debating whether I should go out naked, wrapped in a bath towel, or some form of barrier of one of these lingerie sets would give me. I wasn't bold enough to put myself on full display in only my birthday suit. and. A bath towel wasn't sexy. Even if I hated Ethan, the whore on my shoulder dressed like a sexy devil told me I still wanted him to find me hot. I pull out the lingerie set that Keelan, Blaine's wife, had purchased and gifted me at the bridal shower. It was a lacy white number with a choker and garters, but it had the ability to cover more than some of the other sets in my bag. It took me longer than I liked to put it on and it left me feeling exposed because the G-string bottoms were crotchless. But 
It had a lace garter belt I could wear around my waist that made me feel somewhat covered. I opened the bathroom door, walking into an empty bedroom, surprised at Ethan's absence. I silently smiled to myself, thinking it must take that pretty boy more time in the bathroom to groom than he'd want his enemies to know. I take in the stark white walls and the massive king-sized bed with its masculine gray bedding in the middle of the room. His bedroom was devoid of clutter or personal belongings, making me think he rarely spent the night at home, more than likely sleeping elsewhere, probably in someone else's bed. I felt a sharp pain in my chest pushing it to the back of my head, not wanting to think too hard about my feelings Aethon provoked. I sat on the corner of the bed closest to the bathroom. I waited while minutes ticked by like hours as I got more and more nervous for my brooding, cold husband to make an appearance. My shoulders tensed as the master bedroom's door creaked open. I didn't dare look as Aethon entered the room, but I heard a low, throaty whistle as he came to stand in front of me. My eyes widened at his heavy, colossal erection swinging between his thighs, making my throat feel dry. I quickly raised my gaze to meet his and melted when he gave me a broad grin as he rubbed the droplets of water from his hair with the bath towel. Ethan discarded the towel with a careless toss, his eyes darkening to a stormy gray of sexual desire. Jesus... I see the Irish Mafia trains their women well when it comes to seduction. Ethan jabs, rubbing his index finger along my bottom lip and admiring my body barely contained in this racy lingerie set. My brothers would die if they knew I owned any of this shit. Bevan's job was to pack my overnight bag with some clothing until my belongings got here. I knew I couldn't trust that bitch. I growl, crossing my arms over my stomach self-consciously. My husband smirked at the mention of Bevan's name, making me feel a tinge of jealousy and narrow my eyes. So, Bevan gave you that lingerie set, huh? Ethan questions, brazenly standing in front of me unabashedly in all of his naked glory. My husband is the sexiest man in Philly. No, scratch that. Ethan Costos is the sexiest man in the galaxy. He had a gorgeous, tall frame covered in sculpted muscles. And while the numerous scars and tattoos on his body should have detracted from his beauty, they heightened it. Ethan was pretty tatted up with scars everywhere, adding a dangerous edge, making him even more sexy, giving him bad boy vibes. No, I couldn't figure out how to get on that green scrap of fabric Bevan bought me. So I settled for Keelan's Blaine's wife's gift. Plus, I thought the white lace choker and sparkly gold chain was pretty. I responded, shrugging, feeling self-conscious. I jumped a little out of my skin when Ethan threw his head back and genuine laughter shook his frame. <laughs> I watched enthralled to see the most sinister, sadistic man laugh wholeheartedly even if it were at my expense. Oh, baby girl, my sweet little innocent wife. Either my bedroom rep precedes itself or your brother is a freak 
nasty with his wife in the bedroom. Ethan laughs, stepping closer to me and wrapping his hand around the chain hanging from my neck. I scrunch my nose in disgust, not wanting to picture Blaine having sex with anyone. I furrow my brows in confusion, trying to read Ethan's face, not understanding how this lingerie set screamed freaky. Ethan tugs at the chain, causing me to jerk forward and continue. Sexy Red, this isn't a choker. It's a collar and a leash that I'm going to enjoy using tonight. A cold, sexy smile spreads across Ethan's face. Shit, I think I made a terrible mistake in my choice of lingerie. I thought I was playing safe, but as if I hadn't learned enough lessons tonight, my choice in nightwear had poked the bear. Whatever. You may be disappointed. Maybe my brothers couldn't safeguard my virginity like they thought. So you wouldn't be getting a virtuous woman like you made men enjoy to wife up. Makes me think all you mobster bosses fear a woman with a few notches in her headboard because you're all just another boring man in bed that falls into the orgasm gap statistic. I taunt trying to act worldly and not like the shy little virgin that I am quaking in her metaphorical boots on the inside. <laughs> Ethan snorts, yanking me to my feet by the golden chain leash, pulling me flush against his sexy naked body. Alana, shut up. If only all the heads of mafias knew how annoying the gorgeous Rose's voice was, they wouldn't have been lining up to marry you, nor the top men of the Irish mafia syndicates. Although cute, the way you fumbled through that blowjob and the wonder of seeing a dick for the first time was a dead giveaway you are a virgin. But I have plenty of time to make you a pro at it. Hell, you'll be so good you'll take Bevin's crown. Ethan jokes before crushing his lips against mine and kissing me with a ferocity that steals my breath away and every comeback in my mind disappears. He had kissed me passionately and deeply at the altar, but it lacked the desire and lust that he was pouring into my soul with this kiss. He kissed me like a man that had won a prize of a lifetime. The way Ethan kissed me caused my body to thrum, making me sink into the kiss, opening my mouth and allowing our tongues to tangle as I tried to match his cadence. Ethan's hands tangled in my hair as he pulled away to drag in some air. His sexy pout was swollen red from our kisses, and my body ached for more. He twisted the collar on my neck so that the cold golden metal chain faced him and sat between my shoulder blades, flowing freely down my back. He grasped my hair in his fist, yanking my head back, exposing the column on my throat to him. He sucked on my neck until my legs wobbled, leaving me feeling drunk on desire. Letting go of my hair, Ethan roughly sinks his teeth into the skin between my neck and my shoulder. The pain this causes turns me on, causing my body to flush with sexual heat. Ethan thrusts his big hands into the flimsy cups of my bra, my nipples already painfully erect and swollen, feeling insanely sensitive as he rolls them between his fingers. 
I can't help myself as I give into the delicious pleasure as a moan escapes my lips. He tugs my breasts free from my bra, slapping them together, causing me to yelp with sexual delight as the motion sends a sharp tug of lust zinging through my hot, wet channel. Ethan leads me by the leash to stand in front of the storage footboard of the bed. Ethan opens it up, making my heart race as I gasp at the items inside the storage furniture. I wasn't sure what the majority of the items were, but I had read enough smut to know my husband was into some kinky shit. He pulls out a black silk blindfold and a black leather belt, causing me to breathe heavily. He wraps the blindfold gently around my eyes, securing it tightly behind my head, submerging me in darkness and robbing me of my sight. He places my hands together in front of my chest in a prayer position. I let out a slight squeak as the leather of the belt bites into my wrist as he secures it in place. My heart rate accelerates as desire pulls between my thighs in anticipation. It'll feel good, I promise. Not being able to see will heighten your other senses, making sex more pleasurable for you. Your hands tied will give me complete control to dominate this sexy little body of yours. I want to fucking own you, gorgeous Rose. I want to own your body, your orgasms, your screams of pleasure. You're my submissive little slut that will be shouting my name at the top of your lungs so much tonight that you'll forget any others. I'm going to take good care of you. I will make it hurt as little as possible, but I'm not a gentle man, especially when it comes to fucking. I like it rough, and I know you will too, baby girl. Pick a safe word, a word you would never say to me, especially in bed. I couldn't see him, but I could feel him in front of me. In between my pants of arousal, I tease. I love you. I could feel the air in the room shift and his body go rigid. I heard a loud slap and felt a sharp pain on my ass cheeks, causing my pussy to leak onto my inner thighs. I've rarely been spanked in my life and damn, did Ethan slapping my ass cause my pussy to throb. Choose another safe word. You may not say you love me, <laughs> but I'm sure you'll be screaming how much you love my cock inside of you. Ethan patronizes me. Rose, I respond, easy to remember and hard to forget, I think to myself. Good girl. Now, bend over the footboard, legs spread wide, and extend your arms out in front of you. Ethan says in his sexy, raspy voice, making me shiver and preen at his words. I'd do anything to hear him call me his good girl or any nasty name in the book because it did things to my body that I'm sure any sane woman wouldn't enjoy. I do as he commands, realizing it's not the most comfortable position but curious for what my domineering husband would do next. In my mind, I always pictured myself losing my virginity on my back, on a bed filled with rose petals, but apparently my husband didn't do hearts romance our flowers to set the mood in the bedroom. 
I feel his hot, wet mouth trail ribbons of fire between my thighs as his tongue looks up and down my inner thighs, tasting my arousal. He nips and bites at my lace-covered pussy lips, letting out a loud groan when his fingers connect with my swollen clitoris, realization settling in that my panties are crotchless. He runs his tongue through my wet, slick folds as he slowly begins moving a thick finger in and out of my pussy. I become delirious with pleasure as he adds another finger to my hot, wet center while switching between nibbling on my pussy lips and tonguing and sucking on the sweet bud between my thighs. I couldn't hold back any longer as his highly skilled mouth and expert fingers fling me into ecstasy. I convulse and shake around his two fingers stroking my insides. Ethan coaxes the orgasm from my body as he laps up my cum, causing my body to become limp on the bed. I hear a bottle open and a loud squirt noise. I feel him coat my vagina that slick with my arousal with a cool gel that begins to heat as he works his fingers in and out of my pussy once again. I'm about to fuck you. So to help from being painful, I'm going to lube us both up. Relax your body baby girl. The lube should minimize the bleeding from the friction and I made sure to get that pussy extra wet with your sweet cream and my spit sexy red. So deep breath in and deep breath out. Ethan commands. On my exhale I feel him tear through my virginity as he slams his gigantic dick into my body. I let out a squill of pain as he grabs onto one of my hips, biting into the flesh. Ethan's other hand wraps around and tugs on the chain of the leash, waiting a fraction of a second before slamming into me. My upper body slightly extends off the mattress, gliding in the air as Ethan bucks into me. Each time he slams into me, his hold on the leash becomes tighter, slightly choking me making my hot, wet core clench around him because it hurts so good. At first, it's an unbearable discomfort that quickly turns to pleasure as I begin moving my hips in rhythm with his, trying to chase that euphoric feeling I felt from his tongue inside of me. I arch my back as he pounds my pussy, slapping my ass, calling me his good little virgin slut. Ethan reaches around to my front, gently caressing my clitoris with his thumb, making me feel my body begin to tense as it begins to scale the mountain of sexual delight again. I yell out Ethan's name over and over again as he sends me spinning into orgasm after orgasm, not letting up until I feel him shoot hot ropes of cum into my body. He lays over my back for a second, making me feel secure and protected from his big frame, encompassing mine as we both take the time to catch our breath. Ethan pulls out of my swollen, sore pussy, causing me to wince. He kisses my forehead after untying the blindfold, causing me to blink a few times 
to allow my eyes to adjust to the dimly lit room. Ethan unties my wrists, massaging life back into them, gently kissing each of them before pulling me into his embrace and ravaging my lips softly. Lay down on the bed, sexy red. Ethan whispers in my ear, causing me to shiver when he sucks on my earlobe. I lay on the bed as he leaves to go into the bathroom. He comes back into the bedroom, cleaning up the mixture of our climax from my body with a warm washcloth, soothing some of the soreness between my thighs. I'm stunned speechless by how amazing Ethan is at sex. The thought of him fucking me makes my body tingle. I didn't know I'd find so much pleasure in the frantic, primal way in which he fucked me, far removed from the passionate, sweet lovemaking I thought I need from a man to truly enjoy sex. Ethan had blown my mind with the way in which he fucks. I sit up on the bed to check my phone after Ethan leaves to use the bathroom. I have quite a few missed calls and texts from the twins. I decide to call Devlin the more sane one of the Psycho Walsh twins. Hello, Devlin's baritone voice greets me, making me feel awkward to be on the phone with my brother in an askew, sexy lingerie set. I quickly remove the collar, tossing it to the floor. The leash hits the ground with a clink, making my clitoris throb from memories of how my new husband got an immense amount of enjoyment from fucking me while choking me with it from the way he tugged on the chain. Hey Dev, what's wrong? I asked, my voice hoarse from my screams of pleasure and yelling of my new husband's name as he fucked me hard. I quickly take off the lingerie set. As I take off my bra, I think Devlin has hung up because my question is met with silence. Devlin? I asked, making sure he hadn't hung up. I pad over to a set of dressers, thanking God when a drawer full of undershirts opened. I didn't want to have to sleep naked. I pull out one of Ethan's white t-shirts, tugging it over my head, careful not to drop my phone as I wait for Devlin to respond. You killed him. Your childish behavior killed fucking Nolan. Devlin loudly whispers with anger dripping from each word. What? When we we left, he was a uh, he was alive. I stutter. Feeling tears start to pour down my heated cheeks as I slowly sit on the edge of the bed. Yeah, in that disgusting video of you, God, I can't think of that shit. Nolan was alive, but when we got to the spot to pick him up, he was on his side with a bullet between his brows and his brain all over the fucking ground. Your fucking husband had him killed, Alana, because you had to play another one of your stupid games. Just now. I think Alistair chose your sick ass the perfect match because you're both fucking lunatics, Devlin screams. Before I can respond, I hear a click. Devlin had hung up in my face, leaving me shocked by the whole situation. Had Draco put a bullet in Nolan's head when he went to drop him at the coordinates where my brothers would pick him up? Is that why it took Ethan so long to come to the bedroom? Was he giving more instructions that he didn't want me to hear? I feel the bed dip as Ethan pulls back the covers and gets into bed. I turn to look at him. His handsome face wears a serene expression. 
probably from blowing his load inside of me, which makes my blood boil. While he was fucking the shit out of me, his men were killing my childhood friend. Sweet Nolan. I see red. Wandering myself across the bed at Ethan in a fit of anger, ready to claw his eyes out. But before I can get a punch in, he slams my body down by my throat onto the bed. He uses his body weight to hold me trapped under him while securing my hands above my head. I try to bulk his heavy body off of mine, baring my teeth, trying to bite him, and struggle against him until I wear myself out. Ah, one of your 50 brothers told you the news, huh? He was mine to kill. I wasn't going to give him the Alistair to do it, Ethan says licking my tears away and kissing my mouth gently. I turn my head, hating the gentleness that I've noticed he reserves for me when we're alone. Alistair wouldn't have killed Nolan. He'd known him since he was a child and valued him as a soldier. He wouldn't have hurt Devlin and Lachlan like that, I whisper, not 100% confident in my words. He wouldn't have killed him, but he may have let Devlin and Lachlan do the honors because he was their friend. I knew Alistair wouldn't let Nolan's disrespect go unpunished, but it may not have been a punishment of death. Sexy Red, you really think a man nicknamed Manacle was going to end Nolan's life? You're not even that naive, Ethan whispers back, restraining my small wrist with one hand so he can turn my face to face him. I let you punish me. I thought you would let Nolan live. I willingly gave you my body without a fight. You betrayed me. I should not fucking trust you. I cry, feeling foolish. Good. After all, you are sleeping with the enemy. Ethan jokes, trying to lighten the mood, humor dancing in his silvery gray eyes. I want my own room, I demand angrily as he raises off my body, rolling on his back and tucking me into his side. No can do, gorgeous Rose. I can't protect you if an enemy attacks, or even better, fuck you in the middle of the night if you're in another room. Now, take your ass to bed. Today was a lie. You'll feel better in the morning, Aethon house out, kissing my forehead and whispering something in Greek I can't understand. I need the most protection from you, I bite out trying to pull out of his grasp. Ethan doesn't dignify my retort with a response, holding me tighter and tucking my head onto his chest as he reaches over to turn off the bedside lamp, plunging us into complete darkness. I let out loud, gut-wrenching sobs, hoping I'll keep him up all night. I cry because of the blood on my hands. Devlin was right. I killed Nolan, and I will stop at nothing to right my wrongs. Ethan's life will become hell on earth married to me, and he won't see it coming when I ultimately get my revenge. A whisper of a smile crosses my face as I make myself a peanut butter and jelly sandwich in the kitchen. I hear footsteps approaching and I try to school my expression before he walks into the room. Draco, get the fuck out. I hear Ethan shout, pushing his little brother by the face to shield his eyes from my nude body.
<laughs> I laughed to myself, <laughs> taking a huge bite from my sandwich as my husband comes back into the room red in the face. I chewed the fuck out of the men outside, but now I know why they all refuse to follow me into the kitchen, even though you're supposed to have a guard on you at all times. You know the rules, Alana. Ethan bellows, crossing the kitchen to invade my space. I look up at him with pretend naivety, my body betraying me as my nipples grow long and erect from Ethan's proximity to me. I'm not stopping any of the guards from hanging out with me, I say, feigning innocence, taking another bite from my sandwich. You can only be naked in our bedroom. How many times do I have to fucking tell you that? My men don't want a bullet to their fucking head. They're not going to be around the godfather of the knight's wife while she's nude. Ethan grinds out between clenched teeth. In the little over two months that I'd been married to Ethan, his anger worked as an aphrodisiac for my body. My ruthless, emotionless husband did not have a short fuse. So I have been spending most of my time finding ways to really push his buttons. I had given him food poisoning twice, which only made him bar me from cooking his meals. I had changed out his bullets for blanks, which made him paranoid about his men, causing him to rotate through the soldiers that guarded his beautiful mansion. Yet, the only thing that had caused him to get really upset is if I'd violated any of the five million rules he constantly lurched me about following. Like one of them being that my body was for his eyes only after I went skinny dipping in our pool and tanning in our backyard. Also, what the fuck did you do to your hair? Ethan questions, wrapping a strand of my hair around his finger. You like? I ask seductively, rubbing my hands up and down his muscular pecs. His nostrils flare as he examines my purplish black hair I'd recently dyed this morning. My husband was insatiable, frequently fucking me anywhere and everywhere. But one of the things I'd noticed every time we screwed is that he'd praise me for my copper curls, telling me he'd always been more attracted to redheads, not to mention his nickname for me, Sexy Red. I wanted to get under his skin, so I altered my appearance, wanting to see his reaction and hoping he'd blow a gasket. It's not bad. I'll just have to get used to it. You're still sexy as fuck, baby girl. He murmurs, polishing off my sandwich and then licking my fingers clean, causing my empty core to clench in sexual anticipation. I let out a low, Groaning, groan, causing a smirk to creep onto his face. You know, sexy red, I'm going to have to punish you. Stay down here and don't move, Alana. I mean it. Ethan whispers, rolling and pinching my nipples between his fingers, causing my pussy to grow so, so wet. I wasn't a stranger to Ethan's punishments. At first, I was scared because he, well, is the lethal lunatic. But when it came to me, his punishments were usually sexual in nature, which ended with me passing out from exhaustion after many, 
many orgasms. Honestly, Ethan could punish me all day and I'd die a very happy death. I mean, was it possible to climax to death? I cleaned up the kitchen while I awaited my husband's return. Our eyes collided, causing my stomach to flutter when I saw what he was holding in his hands. He sat the items onto the countertop and hoisted me in a seated position next to his supplies. He bent his beautiful head, taking one of my nipples into his mouth, sucking it with fervor as he cupped and palmed my other one. I bit my lip trying not to moan, knowing he'd get upset because he didn't want me to share my squills of pleasure with anyone but him. Yet... He knew I got off from being fucked in public places where anyone could possibly see or hear me. I didn't have to tell him, but my pussy always got the wettest when we fucked somewhere we might get caught. So he leaned into this little kink of mine every chance he got. Ethan even called me his little exhibitionist. Once my nipples were hard and painfully erect to his satisfaction, he tightened the nipple clamps onto my nipples, causing me to mule at the pleasurable pain. Ethan smirked, flicking one of my nipples, causing me to almost jackknife off the countertop. Open wide, sexy red, Ethan demanded. I obeyed him without hesitation, rubbing my thighs together, trying to relieve some of the sexual tension, causing my clitoris to swell with desire. He slipped the O-ring gag into my mouth, tightening it around my head so I couldn't close it. I grew even wetter, thinking about the last time I wore this open mouth gag that was attached to the nipple clamps. He had my wrist and ankles cuffed to a spreader bar, and the way he used me like a fuck toy had my body aching for his days afterward. My dirty whore likes it, Ethan laughs, stepping away from me. He takes the belt from his pants loops, causing me to suck in a breath. Ethan hadn't spanked me with more than his hand, so my stomach fluttered with nerves. Get off the counter, turn around, and lay flat down on it, Ethan commanded. I quickly obeyed his wishes, the marble countertop feeling amazing against my heated flesh. A loud crack sounds in the air, shifting me forward on the countertop, causing my overly sensitive engorged nipples to scrape across the counter as my ass is set ablaze from the belt. Smack! 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 By the fifth crack of the belt to my behind, my ass is on fire. I have drool and tears running down my face and my pussy is throbbing and clenching, craving to be filled with Ethan's colossal dick to satiate my sexual needs. My hips collide with the counter for the last and final time as the belt connects with the sore flesh of my bottom. My nipples are tingling from the friction of the rubbing against the countertop while being pinched by the clamps. 
Ethan drops the belt to the kitchen floor, sliding his fingers through the slippery folds of my pussy lips, testing my readiness. <laughs> Ethan laughs to himself, grunting. Man, sexy red, your pussy is drenched and ready for my cock. I let out a low purr as he roughly slides his dick into me and painfully wraps his fist into my hair. Ethan ruts into me like a wild animal, fucking me erratically. Pain pricks my scalp and zings to my nipples, causing them to get even more erect. Every tug of my hair causes the gag to pull deliciously at the nipple clamps, working me into a sexual frenzy of lust. Ethan slides out of me, causing me to whimper in frustration at the emptiness, but it's short-lived because he picks me up, impelling me on his dick to fuck me in the piston position. I wrap my arms around his neck, muffling my moans of pleasure from the deep penetration and keggling his big, thick manhood as he thrusts into me from the standing sex position. He lets out a grunt as he pistons his hips, bouncing me on his dick and causing my sensitive nipples to scrape against his hairy pectoral muscles, causing me to feel my orgasm begin to build as my head spins deliriously from sensation overdrive. You take my dick so well, baby girl. You are such a good girl when you're bouncing on my cock. I love how obedient you are when it comes to getting nasty with me. You're the perfect submissive slut. You have the best pussy on earth, sexy red. Ethan whispers into my ear. His filthy mouth causing me to convulse around him clamping down on his dick as I shatter into a million pieces, chasing the ecstasy of my orgasm. Oh, 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 I scream out as Ethan's fingers dig into the sore flesh of my ass as he finds his sexual release after me. He grabs onto the countertop for support so he doesn't drop me flat on my ass. I let go of his neck, trying to catch my breath as he lowers me back on top of the countertop. He removes the gag from my mouth while I tug my nipples free from the clamps. Ethan's mouth crashes down on mine roughly before he pulls away, resting his forehead against mine, mumbling Greek phrases to me I can't understand. Then he quickly and coldly untangles his body from mine, walking away from me. Get dressed. We're going out for dinner, Ethan says callously, walking out of the room and slamming his office door shut behind him. Huh. So, sex without aftercare is my real punishment. My husband fucked me practically fully clothed, leaving me feeling emotionally and physically exposed on the hard, cold countertop of our kitchen. In moments like this, I remember why I had such malicious feelings towards my husband. Don't you dare check your coat, Ethan hisses maliciously at me. 
grabbing me by my arm and pulling my black mink coat back onto my shoulders. I bite my bottom lip to keep from smiling like a Cheshire cat. I impatiently ask, why not, husband? I'm feeling a little hot. Ethan's nostrils flare at me as he drinks in my outfit. I'm wearing a tight, high-waisted mini skirt and a black lace bralette that barely contains my generous amount of cleavage on display. If my husband wanted to treat me like a whore, then I dress like one for him too. Well, you should have thought of that before you dress like one of the workers of my whorehouses. Jesus, Alana, we're here for dinner with Draco and Lotus at a Michelin three-star restaurant, and you chose to dress like a two-bit sugar baby? Ethan grinds out, dragging me through the restaurant, causing me to bump into a solid chest. I stumble on my heels, almost falling flat on my ass. Cyan, I say, grabbing hold of my brother's forearm and staring into a similar aquamarine blue eyes. Cyan is the brother that I most closely resemble. He's strikingly beautiful in his own right. More beautiful than any man should be, if you ask me. He's my only brother with copper hair, though with age it's darkened more into an auburn or brownish red. Cyan and I are the closest because out of the five boys, being the middle son, he was treated like the red-headed stepchild. No pun intended. Cyan balks at my new appearance with my purplish black locks, revealing outfit and heavily made up face. Bevan comes into view, snickering at my new appearance, <laughs> causing heat to rise up my neck. Wow, Alana, you look like Snow White. I thought Ethan was with a lover, Cyan jokes, letting go of me. I tense, feeling my blood boil at the thought of Ethan sticking his dick or any of his body parts near another woman. He'd wake up Lorena Bobbitt style if he so much as thought about sticking his dick somewhere it didn't belong. What the fuck is wrong with me? My thoughts had strayed to those of a jealous wife and not someone married to her worst nemesis. We're here to have dinner with Ethan's brother and sister. You two should join, I suggest. Ethan tenses behind me, causing me to grin. It's been a while, so sure, sweet little one, Cyan says placing his hands on the small of Bevan's back. But Bevan only has eyes for Ethan as she almost stumbles when Cyan guides her forward. I roll my eyes to myself following the maitre d' to our reserve table. I invited Cyan and Bevan to dinner in hopes it would get under Ethan's skin by making him dine with a made man of the Irish mob. But boy, was I wrong. My plan completely backfired because I was subjected to outright flirting between Bevan and Ethan. His blatant disrespect for me as his wife made my skin crawl, especially with my brother's wife, of all people. Yet, Cyan didn't seem to be bothered. Probably because it seemed like he only had eyes for Lotus, Costas? A few courses into dinner, I felt sick to my stomach. I was more than likely sick to my stomach with jealousy from the sexual innuendos and the attention Ethan was showing Bevan. Bevan was beautiful with her waist-length blonde hair, pure hazel eyes, and model-esque body. Plus, she oozes sex appeal. 
Her sexual confidence always demanding the attention of every man in the room. At 29, Bevan was 10 years older than me and I always have been enthralled by how she had the ability to weave a magic web around men. Except the one she was weaving around Ethan Costos, my husband, wasn't impressive. It was just annoying and infuriating. Cyan, will you please take me home? I want to spend the night in my old room at Alistair's, I quietly ask, blinking back tears. I don't give Ethan eye contact, but I feel his big body go rigid beside me. Cyan's eyes narrow, darting between Ethan and me before settling on my sad expression. Aw, sweet little one. As much as Brittany and Alistair would love for you to visit, you know you can't go home to them. Not being the godfather of the knight's wife. But, gorgeous Rose, we'll have dinner with them soon, Cyan answers with care, stroking my arm across the table before sending daggers with his eyes Ethan's way. I quickly dash a tear away from my cheek, feeling the pressure of my new life getting to me and missing my old reality. Can you at least take me for a drive? Like old times, I plead with my big brother, my voice small. Lotus rubs my back soothingly, giving me a concerned look. I sure will, sweet little one, Cyan responds, bringing my hand to his lips, placing a soft kiss to the palm, which helps slightly soothe my anxiety. No, if she's not feeling well, then Draco can just take her home, Ethan demands. Hmm, interesting. He offers up his brother to take me home, but not him. My heart cracks a little on the inside as my mind wonders why he didn't want to cut his evening or, better yet, his time in Bevan's presence short for the night. Ignoring Ethan's demand, I rise from my seat and so does Cyan. But as we turn to leave, Ethan places the barrel of his gun to Cyan's head at the same time that Cyan places his own to Ethan's abdomen. It's like both men had a second sense and drew their weapons at the same damn time. Bevan rolls her eyes at the theatrics, crossing her arms over her chest and snorting, upset that she is no longer the center of Athens' attention. Draco had pulled Lotus behind him and was now pointing his gun at Cyan as well. The dam broke, causing me to sniffle as fat tears run down my face. I turn and hightail it towards the exit, hoping that maybe I can flag down a taxi or call a ride share to Alistair's or anywhere but here or my husband's fortress. Before I make it to the exit, I'm manhandled into the women's restroom and into a bathroom stall. The familiar intoxicating scent of oak and sandalwood fills my nostrils, easing my fear that some strange man or an enemy of my husband has grabbed me. I stare into the stormy gray eyes filled with anger as I rich myself out of his grabs. Are you fucking Bevan? I question through clenched teeth. Ethan rolls his eyes responding. What does it fucking matter if I am? Are you jealous? <laughs> That's cute. But if you are, get over it. The same rules don't apply to a mafia boss as they do to a mafia wife. I can fuck whomever I choose. My eyes widen because he didn't deny it, making me feel like a fucking idiot. I felt as if he slapped me. 
I want to go home and I want you to take me. It's the only response I can muster after his declaration that he didn't see a need to be faithful to me, even though I had to show him that respect. He stared down into my face, trying to see into my soul for the millionth time since our wedding day. But I hope I gave nothing away. The sooner you get knocked up, the less time we'll have to spend together, Ethan reassures. I'm unsure if the reassurance is more for me or him. But as we exit the restaurant, I'm beginning to think that the best vengeance and way to make his life hell was not to give him the air he desperately wanted. After tonight, I'm willing to do anything in my power to keep from ever getting pregnant. I sit outside bathing in the sun while reading the latest smutty fantasy romance novel by Sophie Lark. I cuddle up under my blanket on the gray sectional. I read the same page twice, letting out an exasperated breath, rubbing my temples. My relationship with Ethan had been running through my mind since this morning's visit to the gyno for my birth control appointment. Shockingly, I had to admit the majority of my time spent married to the godfather of the night has been extremely enjoyable. Still, there were times I thought about smothering him with a pillow or stabbing him in his sleep. Hell, even times I wanted to pour thallium into his morning coffee. However, Ethan showed me a side of himself that he didn't show others. Almost like he was putting an actual effort to make this marriage somewhat bearable for me. We watch television together. He cooks me dinner and he even indulges me by reading a smutty romance novel together that typically leads to us attempting to fuck like the characters in some of my hottest reads. Recently, Ethan even made me feel like he'd support me in my dreams of starting a creative writing degree program at one of the local universities in Philly. But I placed my hand against my flat stomach, biting on my lip, because there wasn't nothing in this world that could make me bring a baby into not only a loveless marriage, but the cold, violent mafia lifestyle. My one job in this marriage was to birth a male heir to take Ethan's place. I closed my eyes, wincing, thinking about the cruelty my brothers and I faced growing up under a cruel mafia boss and even Lotus's story of Ethan killing their own father to protect her from selling her off to the Bratva to do unspeakable things with her. Ethan had to raise a tough man that could survive this world and I hated the ideal of it. I jump at the sound of the balcony door crashing open, screaming at the sight of Ethan covered in blood. I'd never seen so much rage on his face directed at me. He took a couple of deep breaths before asking, Where the fuck did you escape to this morning? I just got where you were missing for hours, Alana. Where the fuck did you go? You know better than to give the security team the slip. I changed the subject, avoiding the question. Are you okay? Why are you covered in so much blood? I had to cut a torture session I was thoroughly enjoying short because I had to deal with the bullshit frenzy you caused amongst my guards, he yells, grabbing me up by the wrist. For the first time in the three months of being married to Ethan, I am afraid for my life. He's never been hot-tempered, but I don't think he'd had a cool-down period to switch from the lethal lunatic to my cool, even-tempered husband. I grew up with one of the worst fucking bullies. The man made my mother choose death rather than a life of matrimony with him. 
I wasn't about to show fear to the godfather of the night. I snatched my wrist from his grasp. Holding my head high, I respond, maybe I met up with a lover. How's Bevan, by the way? Ethan's eyes narrow, his face goes bright red, and he lifts a chair off the patio and launches it into the pool. I hold my breath unsure if I was going to survive an episode of Ethan's hulking the fuck out. Ethan tosses my book to the ground, yanking the blanket from my body and lifting me off the sectional by my baggy worn banty. Bending me in half at the waist, he lifts up my shirt, exposing my backside to him. Ethan pushes me to my knees, holding me down on the cushion of the sectional and using one of his huge hands as a restraint around my wrist. He begins finger-fucking me, stroking my clitoris with his thumb while stimulating my G-spot by moving two thick fingers in and out of me, massaging that pleasurable spot inside of my hot, wet center. He does this until my body feels overheated, my pussy is sopping wet and throbbing, and I feel my climax building. Then, when I'm close, he yanks his hand away, leaving me on edge and about to explode. I'll ask you again, where the fuck were you? He yells, ramming his cock inside of me and pumping into me, making the pressure build inside of me again. Once I start to convulse and feel like I'm about to come, he yanks his dick from my pussy, leaving my muscles clenching around its new infamous as he shoots hot ropes of semen onto my back. I let out a frustrated growl, trying to rub my thighs together to get some satiation or work myself over the mountain of pleasure I'm teetering upon, but he kicks my legs wide apart. It must be fucking nice, huh? To have a spouse whose pleasure and orgasms aren't dependent on if you want to let them come or not. I wish I knew how it felt not to have to share a community dick with every woman in town. I cry out as the sound of the hard slap of his palm to my ass ricochets around the balcony. Oh, sexy red. You're a jealous little brat, aren't you, baby girl? Now tell me where the fuck you went. Ethan demands, tightening his hold on my wrist and thrusting his fingers inside of me, causing tears to fall from my eyes. I was so sexually frustrated, but if this would be the hill that I died on with him, so be it. For the next 20 minutes, he used his hands, tongue, mouth, and even the friction of his dick sliding between my swollen, sensitive pussy lips to work me up and deny me of my orgasm. Fuck, okay, please, just let me fucking come, okay? I went to the gynecologist. I yelled through tears. Ethan flips me around, eyeing me in confusion before tossing me gently onto the sectional. He crawls between my thighs and slides his dick into my slick floats. He gently rocks our bodies, his dick hitting my G-spot as he sucks on my nipples and swirls his thumb around my clitoris until I finally fall over the edge into an orgasm. I scream out my release, wrapping my legs around him in a tight hold and clamping around his dick. He strokes into me fast and hard until he explodes inside of me. Then, as always, he mumbles some shit to me in Greek. I can't understand. I open my eyes and my gaze is met by silvery gray ones. Ethan wipes a tear from my eye and eagerly exclaims, Does that mean you're pregnant? If you thought you were pregnant, I would have come with you to the appointment. That's not something you need to hide from me. 
I like to be included in every step of your pregnancy, baby girl. It's my child too. I roll my eyes, pushing at his chest. It was hard having this conversation with him with his dick throbbing inside of me, becoming semi-erect from his excitement of thinking I'm pregnant with his evil spawn. But this hulk of a man doesn't budge. I turn my head and respond woodenly. It was a false alarm, and it may be your child too, but it'd be using my body as its oven. Plus, if I was pregnant by someone like you, I need to slip away to get rid of it at the first chance I could. Ethan pulls out of me quickly, allowing me the opportunity to tug down my shirt to gain some modesty in the situation. I look down at my body feeling ill, noticing that he fucked me covered in someone's blood. Hell, knowing Ethan, he probably got off on that shit. He quickly redresses before turning to face me. The softness, the tenderness, the first signs of humanization in my husband's eyes of joy of having a baby are replaced with a cold, dead expression I rarely see directed at me. My heart physically hurt, almost breaking for him, but I shove it away remembering I'm married to the sadistic devil himself. What freedoms you had are now gone. You can't leave this fucking house. You can't visit Brittany, Keelan, or even Lotus. Clothed or naked, I will have a man with you every second of the day. If you don't have a guard, then it'll be me or Draco by your side. You will live on house arrest until you get pregnant and have the baby. So, you better hope you get pregnant fast if you want your freedom, Ethan says. Ethan is a total asshole. I want to yell. I want to cry. Hell, I want to launch myself over the fucking balcony. But instead, I smile and say, Whatever you want, dear husband. I just traded one gilded cage for another. Alistair clipped my wings a long, long time ago. Ethan rolls his eyes and leaves me alone. The clock is ticking. In due time, I'd be free. I just had to bide my time. Ethan wasn't fucking invincible. Let me guess. Ethan couldn't drive me to this dinner at Alistair's house because he's already balls deep in Bevan's pussy. I asked Draco as we pull into the driveway of the home that feels like a distant memory to me. Nah, doubt it. My brother's had sex with his fair share of horrors, but... The ones he typically has sex with, he has to pay for. Draco states, causing me to erupt in laughter. Since Ethan had locked me away in his grandeur fortress, I'd become closer these past few weeks to my brother-in-law. Draco reminded me a lot of Cyan, making me feel a weird sense of calm in his presence. We had started to bond over many things like our love for reading and fast cars. Draco comes around to my door and opens it, giving me his hand to help me down out of the SUV. I place my hand in the crook of his arm and we make our way up to the front door. I tug him back before he opens it, stating, Oh, Dre, I've been meaning to ask you something that Ethan always tells me when it's just us two. Since you've been helping me learn Greek, I've been dying to know. He looks down at me questioningly and I fumble through the Greek phrases that Ethan often whispers to me. 
Draco freezes and his face drains of color. Oh shit, I knew it. I bet the lethal lunatic has been whispering to me the ways he's going to torture me to death. What do you think he's saying? Draco humors me. I think it's a prayer that we make it through the next day without him wringing my neck. I giggle as he walks us through the house. Draco laughs and shrugs, untangling my hand from his arm, not wanting to start any bullshit with his possessive older brother. It took me forever to get dressed, so Draco and me are the last to arrive. Everyone stands as we approach the table. My husband kisses my forehead and pulls my chair out for me. I take my seat next to Ethan and the dinner goes fairly smoothly until Bevan and Cyan get into a heated argument at the other end of the table and she excuses herself to the bathroom. Aren't you going to follow her and soothe her with your dick? I whisper loudly to Ethan. Why would he follow Cyan's wife? Alistair questions, cutting a spiteful glare in Ethan's direction. Your sister has quite the imagination, Ethan shrugs off, lifting his glass to his lip. I'd hope you respect her since you've never shown any interest in any woman until the gorgeous rose became an option, Alistair jeered, causing Ethan's knuckles to go white around his wine glass. What the fuck? Ethan actually wanted me as his wife? Of course, I take my role as her husband seriously, especially the bedroom duties. Ethan jives back, causing my core to clench and my face to turn red from embarrassment. Before Alistair can respond to the jab, gunshots ring in the air right outside of the formal dining room. Ethan quickly pushes me under the table, taking out his gun and looking around. Fucking stay here, sexy red. Please, if you never do anything else that I ask of you, fucking stay under here until me or Draco comes to get you. Ethan demands, giving me a punishing kiss and following my brothers and their combined men out of the dining room. I felt like I could finally breathe easy for the first time in these past few months, knowing that all the chess pieces were finally falling into place for me. Both mob bosses in my life treated me like an object. Ethan treated me like his trophy. The Helen of Troy he would go to war over because he had the woman that many men wanted on his arm and in his bed. He got so caught up in Alistair's collateral that he didn't realize that his leverage was actually a Trojan horse. Alistair planted me into the Greek mafia not as a peace offering, but to be the downfall of his enemy. He wanted Ethan Kostas, the godfather of the night, dead. First, it started off as me just being the Irish Mafia spy and watchdog, but my brother wanted Ethan dead more now than ever. He had been buying his time and may have kept to the terms of the peace agreement if it weren't for Ethan's continual disrespect of the Irish Mafia. Alistair was still pissed about the wedding debacle, the handling of Nolan's punishment, and the pornographic video of me swallowing Ethan's dick. Therefore, I was supposed to set up an attack by Arena and Oleg Levin, the most powerful American brothel heads, on my husband's doorstep to do the Irish Mafia's dirty work. However, Alistair underestimated how much I wanted my freedom and that I didn't take it too kindly that he forced this role upon me like it had to be my birthright. 
If the Irish and Greek mafia bosses wanted each other dead, then I'd bring death to both of their doorsteps and let the better man win. Now was my chance to escape. I would finally be free of this mafia world. I never wanted this life, nor to be the pawn between two rival crime families. I crawled out from under the table, running in the opposite direction of the gunshots, ignoring Brittany and Keelan screaming my name. I run through one of the secret passageways into the courtyard. My heartbeat accelerates, causing me to freeze in terror at the scene in front of me. Draco was in a shootout with two Bratford men. Draco was known for being a quick shot, so I knew he could take on those two men. But he didn't see the man aiming at him from behind. Fuck! My feet began to move before I could think better of it. I heard my name screamed out, but couldn't pinpoint by who or from where. I feel the searing, burning pain in my abdomen as I crash into Draco. Alana, what the fuck? Draco screams, dragging me into some shrubbery to give us some cover so we were no longer out in the open in the midst of gunfire. Oh no, oh no. I thought to myself, feeling the wetness seep through my fingers as Draco covers my hands. His eyes are as wide as saucers as he peers down at the bullet wound in my abdomen. I need, I need, I need you to listen to me. If I make it to the hospital, I need you all to save my baby, I cry, feeling hot tears run down my face while I gaps for breath. I had hidden the sonogram in my latest smutty fantasy romance by Sophie Lark, and I looked at it countless times each day. I was more determined than ever to bring war to Athens and Alistair's doorstep if it meant freeing me and my baby from this violent life. Yet, my mother may have just been a cautionary tale I shouldn't have ignored. Draco's eyes go wide as he blinks back his own tears upon realizing that his little niece or nephew is in danger as well. Draco rips off his button down to apply more pressure to the wound. He wipes at the sweat on my brow and whispers, my wife, my beauty, my love, my everything. I furrow my clammy forehead in confusion. I had no clue what the fuck Draco is saying and why he's saying those things to me. Maybe I'm delirious from the blood loss from the bullet wound. What? what? I know we're becoming best buds, but I joke through tears trying to lighten the mood. Ethan says that to you every time. Those are the Greek words he's saying to you, almost like a personal vow. I think my brother loves you in his own weird way. Don't die thinking the worst of him, Draco whispers. Jesus, damn it, Alana, I can't lose you. Ethan yells, falling to his knees beside his brother. Fuck, I need to tell Ethan I'm pregnant. My baby is my protection from the lethal lunatic. Because if he finds out I set him up, there will be hell to pay. I, 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 I lied. I, I, I'm pregnant. It, 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 it wasn't a scare. I went for birth control and found out what, we're, we're, we're pregnant. I barely get out through labor breathing. I start to see the world around me swim as I try to force out the last phrase. I, I, but I'm overtaken by darkness. So many questions left unanswered. 
It seems like Alana's love for games and revenge didn't go exactly how she wanted. Will her and the baby make it? And if so, what will be in store for her and Ethan? Join Patreon for voting rights to let me know if this story needs a continuation. DM me on Instagram and let me know what you thought of the story. I love hearing from you all. Until next time, ta-ta for now. Oh, so hot and sexy bedtime stories from Lala Bedtime Bedtime. Thanks for tuning in to this week's erotic tale. For more erotic stories, sex tips, love advice, and sexual education, check out lalasbedtimetales.com and add me on Instagram for more erotic and sensual content at lalasbedtimetales. Please comment and share your fave sexy bedtime stories with erotica enthusiasts like you and me. Ta-ta until next time, sexies.